Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Monday show. Trying to get my cables all figured out. Hopefully you're having a great day. Uh, I know for, at least in the U.S., our time changed this weekend. And I think for everyone else, it's happened last week. So hopefully that is not causing you some issues. I know it's causing me some issues. (laughs) So that will be uh, an interesting interesting turn of events today so let me uh, oh I forgot to do uh, forgot to do my my keynote thing well I guess I'll just go go through it without it so welcome to break the cycle with DST I am your host I'm not a therapist I'm an individual much like you who's been through a tough experience developed some tips and techniques that helped me get through it that I share with you to help you survive this situation and hopefully get your life back break the cycle of abuse And if you have kids, minimize the damage and strengthen your relationship with them. Remember that only a licensed professional can diagnose somebody with a personality disorder, so be careful throwing around medical terms because it inevitably will get you into some trouble and hurt your credibility. And our best defense against this is our credibility. As soon as we lose that, especially if we are in the midst of litigation, it will create problems make things a lot more complicated than they need to be. If you want to get a text notification of the show, then just text, excuse me, DSD live to 844-598-0012, 844-598-0012. That will get you a text notification that should have went out earlier today, uh, saying that the show is about ready to go live. If you like what's going on here and you want to support the channel, you can do that by becoming a channel member. Surf on over to the main page on uh, youtube.com slash dad's fighting divorce. Look for the join button. And once you do that, you get custom emojis, special badges, uh, member only events, access to the DSD member only discord. And there's something else. I can't remember what it is. (laughs) If you're new to this channel and you haven't subscribed, please consider hitting that subscribe button ringing the bell notification so in theory youtube will let you know when uh when the show comes or whenever something posts you know one thing i got to say about that i'm a little frustrated with with youtube and i'll just start this out is you'll start watching i got the other day i was looking for a video and i'm like oh man i I know i watched this video i want to see it i've watched a few videos on this channel i could have sworn i subscribed to this guy's channel and i well Maybe I did on a different channel, but I could not find find it, and it was uh, frustrating. So think about that. If there's somebody, if there's a channel, you're like, hey, I whatever, whatever, wonder whatever happened with that. You know, it might just be that you didn't subscribe, and in the beginning, the AI was, was saying, hey, you like this stuff, so it kept showing it to you. Then all of a sudden, it just stops. Anyways, let's see. So we got a few people here already. Move my little switcher box around so I can do everything correctly this morning. I'll go ahead and grab this. Anders says, how can I be the best dad for my son when I only have nine hours and 14 days with him until my case goes to court? You make sure that you are in your best headspace as you possibly can be for those for those nine hours man and you try to make sure that you still have a good connection with your kid and you know some people when they're in the midst of this waiting to go to court don't get to see their kids at all I've talked to a lot of guys who have zero access and haven't seen or heard from their kids in like you know a year waiting for a court date. So just, you know, hang in there. Try to just keep yourself as, you know, stable as possible, which I know is nearly impossible when you're going through this. But that's really the key. And it's because, see here, it's all of this is by design, right? They limit your access. They drive you crazy. Then whenever you do get to see your kids for those precious little moments, you are so amped up, stressed, filled with anxiety that you can't even have a, a, you know, a good time 
or a, a positive time, I guess, with your kid. So that's that right there is the key, and it's hard because emotionally you're a wreck. You're trying to contemplate, well, is it going to change? Is it not going to change? It's so easy to get caught up in the thing that you're going to lose and just feel defeated. And that just has a tendency just to kind of like be an infinite do loop for any of you old programmers out there or new programmers. You just get to the point where you just, your head starts spinning out of control and you start catastrophizing about what's going to happen. So I like what Merge just says. Merge says it's a long game. Make your home ready and your mind finances health preparing for 50-50. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is I would, instead of, instead of uh, assuming that you're going to lose right from the, right off the bat, lean more towards that it's going to work out. You know, I would say the only caveat being is make sure you're emotionally ready in case something goes wrong because you don't want to be completely out of control. But uh, that is that is the key, man. And what I will say, for the most part, at least with the folks on this channel, you know, I like to think that maybe I, I play a small little role in this. It seems like most people do prevail and, and get more time and things tend to... Uh, go better. The, the key is just not making additional mistakes. The key is whenever you do have time with your kids that you don't contribute to, I want to say contribute to the problem. I don't know if that's really the right way to say it, but, but add more problems into the mix. I was not an expert at that when I was going through this. It, uh, I was making a ton of a ton of mistakes. So, Alex says, uh, "Have you been to? Have you been worried that the character traits of your ex-wife also are inherited by your kids? And what did you do about that?" Yes, actually, I was really worried about that. Um, I've taken everyone's, I take, I've taken all the kids kind of just as who they are and given them time, understanding that a lot of times there's the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The childhood development stuff, the stages that, that people go through, kids go through. And the way I was able to do that, that was, I mean, to be perfectly honest, that was not something that I'm like, oh, well, you know, this is happening and well, my ex has nothing to do with this. No, I was freaking the hell out. And I was taught at the time, my kids were in therapy and I was seeing a therapist. So I was able to discuss it with them. And they basically were like, look, you know, this is typical childhood development type stuff. What your kids are doing is not abnormal. Yeah, you might think that it's being all influenced by your ex. And I'm, I mean, okay, of course there is some, you know, the kids do model, our kids do model behavior that they see from uh, their parents. But I just didn't give up hope on them and continue to like, okay, my job is to be the best dad I can be for the longest period of time. And, you know, if I get to the point that, that I lose them, or that they get lost, I guess is maybe a better way to push it. I can only do what I can do. One of my kids seems to have gone down the, the, uh, the dark path, so to speak. Uh, the other two seem to be doing okay. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, as humans, you know, we, we have the, the, the ability to decide which way we're going to go. Some of it's genetic, you know, some of it's going to be that type of uh, influence. Some of it isn't. All we can do is the best we can. And, you know, kind of like just basically position ourselves so at the end of the day, we can turn around and say, you know what, okay, I did the best I could. And this is the outcome. And hopefully position yourself that you're not emotionally destroyed at the at the other at the other side of this that you've gotten to a stage to where you've been able to salvage the rest of your life and make the most of it. So 
All right, let's see. I'm going to look at it. It looks like there's some hopping conversation today. Advocate, advocate <laughs> had said, let your child know you'll never stop fighting for them. That's, that is very true. So T Solo says, it's my, it's my ex-wife's week. We have 50-50. She decided to go on vacation with her boyfriend yesterday. She would, uh, I guess, rather leave my 15-year-old at home by herself than with me. Friend is staying with her. Dude, I absolutely can relate to that. Uh, not so much staying home by themselves, but... There were times where it's like, oh, okay, so you're going to be out of town, so um, I guess I'll watch the kids. No. No, they'll, they'll, someone else will be watching. You, you know those people that you can't stand, that you never, ever, ever wanted us to hang around and be around, and you definitely don't want your kids around? Yeah, they'll be watching the kids. Enjoy. Here's the thing, man, and this is for everybody out there. When they are with, unless you have right of first refu- refusal which creates its own set of problems. But if you don't have any in the court order that gives you the ability to say, okay, if you're not able to watch the kids, then I get them. There is not a damn thing you can do. Technically, if you do have right of first refusal, all you can do is threaten them with court and say, Hey, what the hell, you know? Uh, And maybe sometimes they will back down, but so it's just, they do shit like they do stuff like that. Oops, sorry. Man, man, oh man. All right, I'm gonna grab, I'm gonna attempt to grab this caller on area code 708. Hello and welcome to the show. Hello. Hello, how are you doing today? Hello. Oh, fine, you. Um, thank you so much. Uh, my name is Kay. Um, I'm in a high, 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 high conflict divorce. Um, nothing done in my case and it'll be two years of February except for I had money that was taken from me um, uh, and I'm in an equitable state. The money was from um, an injury case uh, where that the law does says that most of the money comes back to me, but instead they tried to pocket the money. Um, I've gone through several, many attorneys. My husband is out of the house now uh, due to abuse. Uh, so my question is, um, um, should I try to enter into some sort of temporary uh, agreement? Um, because the current uh, agreement was an emergency order of contact order of protection dropped to a no contact, and he just came and did um, something again that I had to get a police uh, report. So I'm just wondering if I am thinking of sole custody, although, I'm sorry, sole custody was not what I originally wanted. Uh, But at the same time, I have a sneaky feeling that he's going to try to go for custody. That he's going to try to go for full custody or he's just going to try to go for 50-50? I think he wants to do more than 50-50 because I think he wants to um, try to take what little support that I have for myself, for my injuries. And um, and for my child, I think he wants that too. He's trying to, they're basically trying to take all my assets before we even get to a free trial. And, 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 do, and nothing's been taken from him. So I think he sneakily wants to get sole custody. Do you have an attorney right now or no? So I have an attorney. It would be um, a, a, my fifth attorney. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason why is because every t- attorney I got never fought for me. And yeah. basically the whole time they've just been taking my assets. I'm not just talk- and talking about the large amount of money I paid out of my pocket. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, you know, from my injury cases and they uh, refused, the other attorney refused to go to court and do what the law says for the law of the land. I'm, I'm not in an equitable state. So what I'm saying, um, uh, so the last attorney I had um, said I had to give up my assets, and then he, then I was told that they stole it, and they actually tried to put me in prison if I didn't give them my case money. 
and then they're trying to take other things from me the whole time, and nothing's been done. Oh, you mean the attorneys have tri- also has- trying to take stuff from you? Not a, not a, not. Yeah, that's what it. Oh, I see what you're saying. <sighs> no, what I'm saying is the attorney is the one that took the money, took the case money from me from a personal injury case and tried to use it for my husband's legal fees versus us going to get a pretrial uh, on, uh, you know, what, what, what rights I have on my own money in the law of the land I'm in. It says that more than 70 to 75% of that money is supposed to be mine. And so I've had to pay out of pocket once they took all my money and nothing else done in the case, not even visitation. He's only out of the house to an emergency order of protection that got dropped down to a no contact. He gets to come here. And when he came, he just recently slashed my tires. God. So yeah, my you definitely, new attorney. My yeah. new, okay, go ahead. Your new my, attorney says what? So my, so my new attorney said, I definitely need an order of protection, right? I definitely need visitation set up. They didn't do anything but hand me another large bill. Three bills back to back. All these attorneys I'm getting are just sort of helping the other side um, because I have um, another case that it seemed like there's a, a delay. Um, and um, I'm, I've, in other, and I even, when I interviewed attorneys, they were saying the opposite attorney is operating sort of out of her trunk and she's very uh, money hungry. And, yeah. and, and it seems like there's a delay. So my husband is running up this large credit card saying that it's for the household. But we've been to mediation, had everything on paper, what his credit cards were. My name is not on his credit cards. I know um, that there would be some liability, but I'm not in a, uh, I'm in an equitable state. But he has ran out additional $100,000 of credit cards since the divorce. Wow. Yeah, and so I in most places, yeah, once you start the process, any additional bills should not fall on on you. I mean, but I don't, it depends. I mean, yeah. every place is different. So maybe, you know, cause I know that was one of the reasons why I filed when I did in California, because that's, I mean, that's what someone advised. I said, look, as soon as you basically say you're done legally, you're protected. If, you know, if your ex goes out and buys a Maserati, I wouldn't be on the hook for it. Right. Um, so I don't know. Right. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not, yeah, I'm definitely be better. Yeah. I, uh, I'm just saying an equitable state. That's all I'm saying. It should be even those yeah. laws sort of, it should be the same thing being that I'm not in the straight, you know, 50, 50 state. Yeah. That's a, I, you know, I mean, honestly, I mean, I'm not an attorney. So, um, what I would say though, is if he's doing other stuff like slashing your tires, you definitely need to pursue the order of protection on that. And since you haven't been able to find an attorney to help you navigate this, and I know there are a lot of bad attorneys out there who, who really, you know, they see that you have a lot of money and then they want to grab every dime they can get for the legal fees. I mean, they are focused on how they're going to get paid, unfortunately. Um, but, to, but it sounds like you said you're, you transferred the money to the attorney to like hold or something. So all that money from the settlement, you physically yes. don't have. Yeah. And they won't give it back to I you? I physically don't have. No. No, they're holding uh, it, and because she's adamant that it's marital property, but the, but marital assets. But here's the thing: when she came back to the table, that money was nowhere to be accounted for. And I went to the Supreme Court all the way. I've gone myself. Nothing's been done in a case except for everything I've done. I went to the Supreme Court, which is just attorney registration, but they're backed by the Supreme Court, governed um, by the Supreme Court. Um, and so they said that until she spends it. You know, without a court order, there's nothing that she can do, nothing they can do. But if she spends it, she'll lose her license. So it is in trust. But the whole fight of instead of us getting divorced or doing anything, um, the whole fight is that she's trying to say um, all these bills that he ran up um, are for the household or she wants her her, um, fees paid from that money. And she's trying to bypass what the law states. It's a case law that, that, as I mentioned earlier, um, even the, when I went to court recently, the judge even brought up that law that says, you know, what percentage goes back to the, uh, injured party. Now I, um, I would be able to, like, if I say I needed money for 
housing as we sold the house and do some other things. I'm sure I could petition the court, but right. I'm just saying that the lady is tried. The, the lady they tried to actually swindle the money out of me. They actually tried to get me to sign uh, to give my husband power of attorney over the money. Wow. Man, I wish you could get yeah. that money back. You, you need to get that. You need to get that out of them, their hands. I'm sorry you're in that situation, but that's kind of way but outside my uh, my area attorney. of expertise. Yeah, I understand that. I understand. So I was I, just thinking that if uh, about the visitation part, that if if I know that he is going to try to go for sole custody, that's how he is. The, ch the child has been with me since he left. And how, old are, how old are the kids? If he's, uh, is it a kid? Well, or? they're all grown except for the 13-year-old. 13. Oh, well, 13 is pretty. I, and, you know, I mean, he, he, see, and then, he, okay, again, it depends on where you're at. California, for instance, I mean, that's where I'm at, is has moved toward 50-50. I mean, you may still have to fight for it, right? They don't just like arbitrarily the first day walk in for 50-50. But if, if, one, if one person is saying, or if, at least if one person is saying, hey, I want to be in the kid's life and I want to be in half the time, as long as the other person isn't saying, I want them to have more time, then that's probably what's going to happen typically in California. But it does vary by different areas. So it, you know, it's really going to depend on, on, on where you're at. Now, the fact that your kid's basically with you full-time, um, you know, I mean, if he's not doing anything to try to, to, you know, facilitate turning your child against you, then it hard to say. I mean, if you get a temporary order, at least there's something in there that says what the visitation is. Cause right now, if you have no orders, then I mean, either one of Nothing. you could do anything. I have no orders. See the risk. Here's the no thing. Orders, here's the risky the, part about that. Yeah. If you, if you don't have orders right now, and somehow he gets his hands on your, your child, or I guess, well, it's his child too. He could just never give him back. And then you have no legal standing to do anything, right? I mean, is, I mean, unless your kid mm -hmm. would freak out. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, mm -hmm. and again, I mean, I am not an attorney. So, you know, just, just use this as a mm -hmm. thought, thought point. No, I understand that. If you had mm -hmm. temporary orders, even if the temporary order said 50-50, or if the temporary order said 80-20, 80, 80 to you, 20 to him, or whatever, at least then there's an order, right? Then you can't turn around and say, okay, no, the kid's not coming back or, or whatever. You can't do, well, people can do it, but at least there's an order that says that that's a problem and it will cause them problems. But like right now, without mm -hmm. an order, if he came over and took little Johnny to ice cream and then just said, you know, I just don't feel comfortable with this situation. And uh, I talked to him and he's going to stay with me. There's not a thing, anything you can do because he's the biological, well, I'm yeah. assuming he's See, the, he's the father. Oh yeah. No, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I don't, and I don't want to say that to make it, you know, make you paranoid, but that's the risk, no, right? No, I'm, I need all the, yes. You know I, I mean? I need to know this because that's really good. And considering to, to, to what you're saying he's doing that. so far, he's being very, uh, I don't know what's the word, uh, devious, I guess, on what he's trying to do. So we wouldn't put, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised that he would, he, that he wouldn't do that. Now, the, the other key part on it is, you know, with a 13-year-old child, they have a little bit more, um, uh, more of an opinion, right? I mean, thirteen-year-olds have a tendency; they're starting to, yeah, his, you know. He 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 said he the thirteen-year-old has expressed he don't want to go where he's at because he's in a temporary place. Um, but my but what the husband tried to do is not pay the mortgage, let us go on foreclosure. They actually tried to get me to be leave my home with no place to go, no alimony, no child support, no nothing, and they took my money. And we're thirty-something years into the marriage, and. I've gone to attorney after attorney, and, and they haven't fought for me. The only thing that has gotten done was what I did myself. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry you're going through that. Then you might have to to. I mean, depending. I mean, if you get to the point where you're you're just done with attorneys, you might have to do stuff on your own. Um. Right, because I can also file. I thought I've been I've been kicking that around for some time though. Because we did, we started ourselves together. Uh, if he had agreed with me, we would have been done. We went before the judge. He divided everything. 
50-50, except before that case came in. And again, that case is uh, governed, is not a 50-50 um, rule. Um, and that's what has been a whole fight all about that case. You know, instead yeah. of them wanting to do what the case law says, you know, he's trying to take it for himself. The attorney's trying to take it for herself. And that's what it's been. That's why I had to go to the Supreme Court. And again, the only, only, if I didn't go to the Supreme Court and say, hey, they're trying to spend this money behind my back, or hey, they're trying to make me sign power of attorney, then that money would be gone by now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, at least you understand that and you understand that something's wrong and you're, you know, you're trying to uh, prevent it from happening. So that's good. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you're calling at this phase as opposed to saying, oh, my God, I was completely played. I've lost everything. I mean, you haven't lost everything yet. I mean, so now it's just a matter of trying to dig out of the, get away from that other attorney. Um, but like I said, I would, on going back to the original question of having a temporary order, that would probably be a good idea just because, you know, the last thing you need is for there to be nothing. And then somehow he comes up with a reason why and convinces your son or his son that he should just live with him, you know? I mean, and it does, right. unfortunately, right. it doesn't take much, right? I mean, somebody who's really devious and evil can exactly. can play a story. Oh, he's, he's, yeah. he's past evil. Oh, yeah. He's past. He, he doesn't even fit the textbook or what they talk about malignant narcissists. He's way past that. Somebody who can come flush your tires and smile on your face, written luxury cars and charge it all to you, you know, to seem elite. Yeah. Uh, but that, I didn't even, I couldn't even speak on air. The, the amount of evil he he really did, but it's in a police report. It's pretty bad. Yeah, so uh, he's not but, from this country. That's all I could say. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that could be more complicated too. Um, what I mean by when I threw that out, I mean there's nothing against anybody, but I'm saying the practices, the methods he's using. That's no, no, that's what I, I yeah, that's what I took as you, you know, I yeah, I mean I don't know what that what country, but when you said that, I just my brain went a certain direction, and a not not a pretty one. So, um, no, I, I hear what you're saying. Right, so right. I would, I would say temporary right. orders. Yes. Uh, since he's slashing your tires, you definitely should do the other police report on that and, uh, uh, get your money then, then work to get that money away from that attorney. And the sad part is, is what they're probably right. going to try to do is just run it all up in attorney fees. And at the end of the day, say, Oh, sorry. You know, I did all this work for you. You know, that money, it's all gone. It's all spent. You know, because unfortunately, that's right, what, and that's what why they tend if I to do. Represent myself, right? If I represent myself, they can't do that and say, you know, I can still fight that he pays his own attorney fees, and that you know that they can't do that. So I haven't, I haven't, I've been paying out of my pocket. I haven't allowed any attorney to take money from that account on my behalf, and then she has to give an account if she if she spent anything. I can turn her back into an attorney board. I already did that once. And they, they say that she will lose her license if she spent anything. Um, so, um, but the temporary orders, the, the only other problem with that is that if I go try to back to emergency court and do it myself, um, and that, because the, the attorney that I currently have said I need an order of protection. She said that I need, you know, some visitation, some schedule, but they just sent me another bill and didn't do anything. And even sort of made sort of gaslighting. Oh, it sounds that you know to me, but it's not really gaslighting. But just sort of said that it's too late for the holidays. It's not too late if my life is at threat. You know, if there's a threat to my life. So that's for, why I for the about for a for an order of protection, I would agree. For trying to get something set up for visitation schedule through the holidays, probably that would be a problem timeline wise right now. It's, it's That's what it, they were saying. Yeah, it's hard to get in. I mean, I, even my area, which isn't that bad, it still took months to get in. And one county over, which we could have easily been in, what I was told is what, what took three months in my area would have taken nine months in a different area. So unfortunately, the family court system, you know, the wheels of justice turn. Sometimes it feels like they're turning backwards, to be honest. But, but uh, right. But the emergency, the order of protection, you can go before the judge anytime for an emergency, though, an order, yeah. you know, or what they, they may not consider emergency. But I have a court that's open near me 
and that's how I got the last. That's how I got them out the house. No, and you, by, and they should um, going well, to emergency. Why right. I have a lawyer, and the lawyer could do it, but I had to do it. Yeah. No, I mean you're right. You should be able to. I had a in in my situation. Um, I did something that I tried to do as an emergency because of money, because there was an error and they were going to uh, give the ex basically every dime I had in my retirement account. And the judge denied it. I mean, they applied, they, uh, they, uh, not applied, motioned, whatever, for an emergency order to, to basically bar everything. And they said, nope, you know, we'll give you a case later. And luckily, well, whatever. But yeah, I, you, you, they may not approve it, but they should at least ask it. And if your attorney wants to take your damn money, then they should at least uh, file it. I mean, that's I, I'm I'm sorry you're going through this. Yeah, so. you know, all they did was an inflated bill yeah. um, where they just talked about talked about it, which you know it makes you uh, trigger. It triggers you them talking about what they're gonna do, but they didn't do anything but hand me a bill, and <laughs> that's it. They just talked about visitation since I had them, nothing done. Yeah. And so what you're saying to me makes me feel like I should just run back to emergency court and I should file something. So just in case he does try to come up with that, just take the kit, you know. Well, because but the but, but that ain't, but, okay, but, but here's the thing. The emergency order wouldn't do anything for you on that. If you get an emergency protective right. order and then he finds little Johnny, you know, let's say you're where you're at, schools are open, he picks them up. There's not, that isn't going to protect you on that. A temporary custody order will, but not an emergency protective order, unless he's ordered to stay away from the kid as well. But I don't know if they typically, I don't know if they would do that. So, mm-hmm. but sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, it's really not my, that you're, you're kind of in an area where it's not necessarily my area of expertise. So. I apologize. I can't really give you mm-hmm. any definitive information on that. And I got enough, um, you know, I got enough understanding of the things that could go on, okay. you know, even further. Well, I'm, thank you. so. Much. You're welcome. Have a great rest of your day. And yeah, just start moving forward on protecting yourself. So thanks for calling. Man, that's tough. That's uh. You know, it's got it so weird, right? I mean, you take a situation where, where people will be, I mean, it's so like some, okay, a lot of times people get on the flip side of this, they're being abused with an emergency protective order. And I swear to God, it seems like every time there's a narcissist involved, they can do whatever the hell they want and everything backfires on us. I mean, cause if you flip this story around, the call would have been, you know, completely opposite. So, and I don't know. I mean, I know in my area, I found out this out the hard way that, that settlements and stuff like that are not joint property. I was actually at one point, cause I was getting really irritated with what my ex was doing. I was like, well, okay, then I want, you know, half of her inheritance that she's getting from I mean, her dad had passed away and, and everything was in probate and it was a disaster. And I'm like, well, crap, she's, you know, basically going after me. So let's go after that. And they're like, nah, you can't. That's uh, inheritance. It doesn't, it doesn't count unless, it, unless your name's on it, it doesn't count, which my name wasn't on it, obviously. So, um, which was kind of annoying. So only because, you know, here I am just kind of like this last caller, just dumping every dime on there. Everything's being taken and it's like everybody's reaching into your pockets, pulling every freaking dime they want you that you have. Jeez, it even felt like they were pulling the pockets out and shaking them, trying to see, well, there's got to be some more coins in there. Pretty frustrating. All right, I missed the bubble on some of the comments, so let me see if I can go back through on that. And it looks like I might have another caller, so I'll grab that here in a second. But let me just see what the conversation was. Um well, a lot of, oh, let me just look at moderator Debbie. That'll make it easier. Let's see. John had said, classic, uh, the attorney is using her assets in an escrow for attorney fees. He will bring the balance to zero, then quit when there is no more money. You know, these people, it, it's, it's, yeah, pretty much. Man. 
Ugh, frustrating. Yeah, uh, advocate says here in the southeast United States, uh, police and court clerks are unable to advise legal. Yeah, well, that's everywhere. I mean, even even the clerks that we have technically are not supposed in California. That you know, and, and the the area where you can get you know help with forms and stuff. It's like they'll help you do the process, but they won't give you any legal advice. So you really have to either have someone representing you, or you have to spend the time to try to learn as much as you possibly can, which is in which is tough. Which this I'll take this as a moment to say, if you I wonder if I can bring this up. If you are unfamiliar. With Alex Falcone, let me just uh, try to pull this up real quick. YouTube. So I'm just going to do, actually, let me pull it up so you can see it. So uh, YouTube.com, the proper person. This is, and Alex is going to be on the, the, the channel, is supposed to be on the channel next Wednesday. So he has a tremendous amount of information and resources about self-representation, about uh, his case and how it worked. Actually, he's been doing a huge part on that lately, uh, even with um, transcripts and video, um, I guess video transcripts of his testimony of his ex-wife cross-examining him. Pretty interesting stuff. So I would definitely encourage you to check out his channel. A lot of good information there. Um, and uh, he's just doing a, a, a tremendous job. All right, so let me scroll back down to where we are. Uh, okay, I'm missing part of... All right, let's see. Merge says, uh, impossible to file for charges on coercive control and emotional abuse in these matters. In the UK, the law codifies domestic abuse as including the above between past and present people in relations. Yeah, see, the, 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 the part that always scares me about that, someone sent me an article, um, I haven't read all of it, and it was talking about coercive control and, and what it means and you know all that kind of stuff. But the, the problem is, is that both parties are going to say it, right? One person, you know, you're going to say, and I agree with you, you know, that, it's, that's, that, that that's what you're dealing with. But at the same time, the other person is going to say the same damn thing. So then if they turn it into a, you know, more of a criminal thing, now the stakes are even higher, right? Because if you don't prove your case, then what's, you know, if, if everything, you know, if you put everything out there and they turn around and go, oh, okay, well, now we think either we think both of you are doing it or we think you and the other person isn't, you know, I mean, it's one thing when it's like, oh, okay. You go to family court, they think you're both knuckleheads and they make a ruling on that. But then if it's like, oh, by the way, now it's a crime and let's deal with it that way. That's why I've always been nervous about some of that stuff with um, making some of this, you know, narcissism illegal is because what's going to happen on the other side of that? You know, my ex said I was an abusive, emotionally abusive, financially abusive piece of garbage. If she was able to prove that, you know, and that was illegal in like the United States, would I be in jail right now? I mean, now, granted, I know that she didn't want me in jail because she needed me working. But let's say she uh, had a job or, you know, she didn't need me working. Or let's say she had found, you know, she had, uh, she had you know, plan B already on, on, on tap. That person was planning on being, geez, I almost said a, said something I shouldn't captain save a person. And, uh, you know, I could have been in a situation where if she was like, Hey, I don't need you. I don't need you working. I don't need your money because new guy over here has all the money and you being incarcerated would make my life easier because then I could just say that you're a scumbag, use that to turn the kids against you. And now you're not involved. And then after a period of time, I can just have new hubby uh, adopt the kids and, you know, completely erase you. Anyways, not to try to put a negative, hopefully that didn't, I, I'm just saying that there's some parts of that that make me, that make me nervous, make me a little nervous.
All right, so I am going to go to the uh, 213 person. Um, says, I'm just calling to share my story about my divorce, which is now final. And thanks, uh, I'm assuming to you, you, it worked out. So just want to talk about that. All right, so 213. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hey, Duane, this is AK. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, so, uh, well, the last story just it was scary. <laughs> so my situation uh, turned out to be way better than, uh, you know, what the lady was talking about. But I just wanted to do, uh, I'll just take two minutes um, to talk about my story, um, Duane. But first of all, I just want to say thank you so much uh, for everything you do, man. You know, um, during my very tough time, you know, I just watched your videos and they helped me so much um, to come out of the dark <laughs> time that I was going through. So, so awesome. I say, first of all, thank you for all the good good work that you do. It's it's amazing. And, you know, you connect with a lot of people. You definitely connected with me and I've referred you to um, a friend of mine and you definitely connected with him as well. So uh, thank you for oh, that. Well, thanks for saying that. I really appreciate it. All right. So um, I was uh, married for 10 years and 15 days. I'll tell you that uh, why that's important in a second. But I'm from California as well. So you know about the California. <laughs> then I know blog. exactly why that's important. <laughs> oh, my God, man. Right, my eyes twitching. Right. Oh. <laughs> yep. oh, God. Yep. Did you get caught so, up in that? Um, yes. No, actually. Fortunately, oh, I was not. I, I yeah. So. Wow. Um, so long story short, basically, um, really um, toxic um, relationship, right? Um, uh, so, you know, pretty much emotional abuse all the time and, you know, talked bad about me, my family, uh, you know, my parents, my sister, spoiled my relationship with my family. Um, and then um, we had, I, I just want to make two points uh, in the story real quick, right? So um, first thing is that when I noticed that um, uh, that something wasn't right. You know, the relationship, uh, there was something definitely wrong. I slowed things down, right? We had, I have one daughter. Um, mm -hmm. She is uh, eight uh, years old, right? Uh, but I slowed things down, right? Um, and, um, uh, you know, I decided not to have uh, more kids, not to, uh, you know, buy a, buy a home. Right. You know, because oh, I, good. I, I just, something didn't feel right. You know, something just didn't feel right. And that obviously, you know, uh, she, um, you know, the, the, the abuse, um, you know, has started to happen more and more and more and, you know, all of that. But um, anyway, I think that that first thing, this is my first point, right? I slowed things down when I figured that something wasn't right. And that helped me a lot. Good. Right. Um, and then finally, one day, um, you know, she made... Um, um, she was arguing with me in the middle of the night about something. I was just watching TV and, you know, my story matches with yours a lot. You know, I'm, I'm, um, uh, a director in a big company as well. Um, so I used to just come home, same routine, cook, clean, take care of my daughter and, you know, finally 30 minutes to myself in the night. And she would find those 30 minutes when I was relaxing and just try to spoil as, yeah. uh, my time as much as possible. Right. Um, but she called the cops on me uh, with false allegations, um, saying that, you know, I was threatening her uh, and all of that. Um, the cops came and, you know, there was no, obviously, there was no fight or anything. Nothing happened. But they took me away. They said, you know, well, we, we're going to take you away because your stories don't match and all of that. Right. Um, but, you know, that was the end of it. Pretty much. I didn't have, honestly, I'll, I'll you know, except I didn't have the courage to just, uh, up and leave, you know, so that incident, um, happened. And then, you know, and I was really worried about my job though, that, you know, this yeah. will impact my job. Um, but you know, um, a few weeks later, I got a letter in the mail saying that we didn't uh, find any evidence. So we're going to delete the, uh, the record. Um, and then these, this, these false allegations actually helped me, um, during the divorce, right? So she backed down when she realized that, the district attorney had rejected the case and the, the police had sent a letter um, saying that, okay, you know, there wasn't any evidence. So mm -hmm. we can just delete all the records and your record is all clean. Um, and then, you know, everything, uh, uh, everything was, uh, was final. I was really scared when the, when, when the, the, the cops came and took me oh, away. Oh, I bet. But, and, and that was, 
Yeah, those uh, took about uh, one year. It was uh, pretty quick in my case compared to all the other uh, stories that I hear here, right? Um, but that one year uh, was a lot of uncertainty, what's going to happen. Um, but because of all these false allegations that she made, uh, I think her attorney also told her that, you know, that if we go to court, you know, all these false allegations that you've made will end up hurting you in the case. So uh, it's better that, that you settle this out of court. Um, so, you know, that's, that's pretty much it. I think um, my first point was that, you know, I think when, when something doesn't feel right in a relationship, I oh, think yeah. it's best to, uh, you know, not move forward with a lot of things. Right. Um, and the second thing is right. That if, if somebody makes false allegations against you, you know, you don't have to, um, uh, you know, you, you have to come forward and, 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 you know, uh, keep, keep staying in the fight, you know, don't run away from it. Yeah. And, and that actually helps. In my case, it helps me a lot. Um, and then plus your videos again, that, you know, that when I was going through all of this, I didn't understand what narcissism was or, you know, why people do what they do and, yeah. and you know, and how to actually be a single dad that, you know, those, those things helped me, helped me a lot. Your, your other channel also, um, you know, where, where you spend time with your daughter and you go yeah. camping and all of that. I'm, I'm, I'm planning to do some of that. Um, but now, you know, everything is really good. I have the best relationship with, the, with my daughter. That's awesome, I started man. working out. I'm in a good shape. Um, you know, I'm, I'm doing really well in my career. Um, and you know, everything is really, really good. I just got my life back, man. Dude, and, that's and, that's and, you great. Know, you have you definitely, yeah, yeah. So that's it. That's all I wanted to talk. Thank about. you, man. I appreciate you sharing that. Thank you so much for sharing. That's awesome. All right, have a great Thank rest you. of your day. Thank you. Hi, right, you too. Thank you. Bye. Man, hold on. I got to do this. Another one. That is so great. I know. I know the first first caller wasn't was a little more stressful, but. You know, just to, just to hear God. I mean, you know, mm, that's good. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing with that, Sharon. You know, I mean, I it it definitely uh, that's definitely awesome. I hope all you guys appreciate that. You know, just to just to. Uh, I mean, I can just. I mean, I'm just thinking thinking back on it. I mean, when you start these things out, it seems so devastating, and then you have the cops show up at your door, and and help escort you away. You know, I mean, it's like, you feel like your whole world is falling apart and, you know, just, just stay calm, stay in the fight, focus on the end game, focus on the war, not just the battle. And, uh, as long as you don't make mistakes or you don't get baited into making mistakes, then most of the time it seems like things turn out okay. So anyways, oh my gosh, I'm just kind of, uh, uh, I, I'm, that was good. Let me see what people, other people are saying. So yeah, I, I posted this up on the screen while he was talking. It says caller 99% of the time when the police show up, men are leaving. It's all part of the zero tolerance. Women know this and know what they are doing. And I will say that there have been the flip sides. If, if, uh, if the woman leaves a mark on the guy, she's going to jail. And we have people on the channel that that's happened to. It's so easy to get baited into that. Actually, I think sometimes for women it's tougher because they think that they can't get in trouble for it. So they, can, they you know, you respond, you slap somebody, and the next thing you know, you're in deep trouble. Evil people will will abuse the system to their advantage. So just be guys, be aware of it. Everybody, be aware of it. Advocate says yes. Long game. We have to be here for our children. For uh, it's definitely a long game. Yeah, it is, and it's it's tough. It is not an easy thing to uh, to deal with. Uh, let's see. I do have another caller. Um, actually, I might have two. I don't. I probably won't be able to get to both of them. Let me see. Uh, I'll go with the first one, which is area code 908. Well, if I hit the right button, let me try that again. Hello and welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. How are you doing this morning? Hi. Oh, I'm good. Thank you so much for picking my call and I'm sorry for the other person. <laughs> yeah. 
So what's up? Uh, um, I'm so I happened ac- across your station yesterday, actually, because I started looking up parallel parenting. Oh, okay. I am um, dealing with my first situation with court. We had our first court date this past Thursday. Um, I did not find out that my ex was a narcissist until I was already pregnant and we were already broken up. The therapist actually is the one that brought it to my attention. Oh, like I'm sorry. Our, our uh, couple therapists. Yeah. Um, so since then, I spent my entire pregnancy researching what that meant and getting myself mentally prepared. I guess my tough situation right now is the fact that he filed against me. <laughs> so because he filed against me, I look worse than I am. Like the judge didn't even look at the fact, like hmm. both of our evidence shows that he's lying. I have not kept our daughter from him that I've always said, yes, I've just been strict as far as keeping to our set agreed times. And, you know, he disappeared on us the entire summer. So with COVID, I don't know where he's been for three months. I had to ask him to get a COVID test and make sure that he wears a mask because I have to protect myself, her, my clients. Right. Right. And he pretended to agree. He pretended to agree. He said, okay, I got a test today. I'll wait for my results. And then two days later, hired a lawyer and said that I'm keeping her from him. So what happened well, when you went to, when you went to your court hearing, what happened? What was the, well, uh, so the court hearing was just another mess because you know, they're doing everything virtually. So right. it was supposed to be a zoom at one thirty in the afternoon. And then it ended up being switched last minute to a phone call at ten thirty. So I wasn't on right away. They tried to go on without me and my lawyer insisted, thank God, like, no, we're going to get her on the phone. Right. Wow. That's um, scary. So basically, the judge was very biased. I mean, in his opening remarks, he said, you know, we're here to hear the plaintiff, you know, his name, who's asking for visitation and to change the baby's last name. And we're also here to hear the defendant who is asking for residential custody and a bunch of other things. I feel like that's already biased. And he made a comment during the hearing that, you know, these are two people that knew each other for a month before conceiving this child, which is not true. We were in a two-year relationship. Oh, okay. So it was just not good. So basically the judge awarded him um, immediate, like we're going to mediation in two weeks and okay. he awarded him immediate temporary unsupervised visitation, which I was asking for supervised. He does have a criminal history and I'm not comfortable with this just yet, but yeah. they didn't even care about my no, They won't. So he was awarded unsupervised. And then when my lawyer brought to the judge's attention, okay, well, what about, you know, temporary child support. My client's been footing the bill since, you know, her birth. Right. Oh, well, you know, she only filed for that last week, so she must not need it. Hmm. Wow. That's, so, uh, yeah, so he I wouldn't just, even hear, he wouldn't even hear, or he didn't even make a, anything on child support. He ignored that. He ignored it all. He said, they're going to go to mediation and then we'll discuss it afterwards. So we have a mediation on the 13th and wow. a court date on the 18th. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. So what my recommendation to you on that is you, you need to, okay, so take this as constructively as possible. It's, it's, okay. it sounds like your credibility is, is already been hit on this. Mm-hmm. So the story has been spun that you are the abusive controlling ex, you know, falling into the path of a typical, uh, you know, the typical stereotypical ex-wife type of scenario or, or biological mother scenario. And you need to be very careful of that, especially if you're starting to see things where the judge is like kind of hinting that that's what he's seeing. Like, for instance, when you were talking about, well, I want supervised visitation. This is why I say a lot of times you have to really think about how you how you construct your argument. Like for me, and this is kind of like the opposite side of it. I knew if I went in and said, hey, you know, I want full custody. Mom shouldn't be involved anymore. You, you know, it just on face value doesn't make any sense. So that's what the problem is. Yeah. You know, like whenever you're saying, well, I want supervised visitation. Well, why do you have, you would probably need some type of evidence that he has hurt the child, not just because of his record. I mean, if he went to jail and he has a criminal history and he's served his time and he's technically paid his debt to society, well, society, you know, in theory is supposed to look at that and say, okay, well, you know, now you're a good human again, 
um, and not hold it against them now. But if it was for child abuse, if it, you know, if he had done something to hurt the baby or something like that, then you have more of a, a leg to stand on on that. Uh, hopefully your attorney is a good attorney. I would really sit and talk to them and say, if you trust your attorney and say, look, Hey, that didn't go well. You know, what, what's the mess, you know, what's the mistake here? Um, the other thing I would recommend to you, I wonder if I can pull it up real quick. I, I did an interview with, um, uh, Joe Cordell a while ago. I'm going to see if I can pull it up on the screen. You can maybe look at it later. It's under my expert interview area. And he talked a lot about how to talk about patterns of behavior um, and how to present yourself in court to where you you don't hurt your credibility and you make it more like, well, of course I want, you know, the father to have, be a yeah. part of it. You know what I mean? So that it doesn't look like you're just being vindictive because if you are and the judge thinks that's what you're doing, that's not a yeah. great situation. I mean, you could be rolling into a situation where they're going to say, okay, well, you guys are just being knuckleheads. And, you know, 50, 50 is appropriate, which I'm sure that's not what you want, but, um, wow. you know, but that's, you know, that's how you got to start looking at this now. And yeah. again, double check with your attorney and say, okay, what is normally what happens, right? California, I don't know where you're at. I don't need to know, but California, like I said earlier, tends to lean towards 50, 50. If you're pushing for it, you might have to spend 20 to $40,000 to get it, but you're probably going to get it unless there's some, some significant issue to, to, a to prevent that. Uh, but other places like Texas has a complete opposite. It's like, you know, Hey, you guys can agree to whatever you want, but if it goes, if it goes South, then the standard order is 80, you know, every other weekend. And if you get the extended standard order, then you get like 30%, you know, you get a little bit of extra time if you're not the custodial parent. Uh, so you need to understand what that means, right? I mean, so what I mean is like, for instance, if you were in California and you were talking to this, I would basically be saying, you're probably going to get stuck with 50-50. You're probably not going to be able to get 80-20 unless you get him to agree to it, or you have something that really demonstrates that hit, that there's a reason for him not to have additional time. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I know that's probably not exactly what you wanted to hear, but... Uh, um, but it's what I need to hear. Yeah, True. And, and I think, I, yeah, I, needed, yeah. I think I needed to be prepared. And oh, I absolutely. See, yeah, I know. Cause you go in, yeah. I mean, see, this is the, okay. This is the problem on the flip side. I think like, okay. So men can go into the thing thinking, okay, the woman always wins and I'm going to get hosed. Right. But on the, on the other side of it, yeah. if you're thinking, oh, okay, well the mom always wins. So I don't have anything to worry about. It's not going to be a big deal. And you're not prepared to deal with a narcissistic person who is going to manipulate the system to get what they want you are going to walk in and yeah. walk out shell shocked because you're going to be like, what the hell just happened? Which is probably what it sounds like. What happened? The, 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 yeah. the, the, it ended and you're like, what the hell just happened? Right? Well, yeah, to be perfectly honest, my biggest piece of evidence was the fact that he's claiming, you know, I kept her from him, which is why he had to hire a lawyer. But right. our last interaction was him asking to see her and me saying, okay, Here's the day, the time, you know, these are what I'm going to ask you to protect her safety and, you know, let's set up a weekly date. I even finished it by saying, let's set up a weekly date. I thought for sure just that text message chain was enough to say, sir, you're a liar. Yeah. And I was wrong. No. And what you're talking about is I, I've heard a lot of men say the same thing. They walk in with a pile of evidence and they don't even look at it. They're like, yeah, no, whatever. I'm not looking at that. You know, you're wrong. This person's right. Dink, you know, this is the order. Technically, it sounds like you didn't, all you're doing is they force you to go to mediation. So it sounds like probably the attorney, the, not the attorney, the judge is being a little more uh, problematic towards you to try to encourage you to negotiate because they also have a tendency to do that. So, um, yeah, which I did again because I started listening to you yesterday. I think I like binge watched like four episodes. <laughs> um, I did come to like a place of peace and just say, you know what, I put it in prayer. She is protected. Like, yeah. if he tries to do anything, God will take care of her. And I did kind of figure, Good. okay, what will make me feel safest? I'm still, she's nursing. I'm still not comfortable. I mean, we're talking about a five-month-old. Wow. I'm still not comfortable with him taking her for overnight because of the nursing. But you know what? Right now he was granted, like I said, unsupervised visitation twice a week, which is weird because he's, He's asking for Tuesday through Thursday. He doesn't want weekends or any nights at football plays. And the judge is feeding right into it. So yeah. he got Tuesday and Thursday. 
So, um, hey, we are about, we're, well, we're, like, we're like down to 10 seconds. So I, unfortunately I have to ah. run. <laughs> so no, De- okay. call, call back right. later and let us know how it turns out. All right, guys on that, geez. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on this Monday. I know we are out of time. I apologize to the other caller. Please call back tomorrow. And uh, I do want to say thank you to all the channel members who make all this possible. Uh, your support is uh, keeps the lights on and keeps things running. So have a great rest of your day, and we'll be back here tomorrow.